Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning, Dan Patrick Show. You're on Fox Sports Radio. My man, uh, Jay Mack, Jason McIntyre, founder of The Big Lead. And now, of course, he does the uh, he does the morning pod. Straight fire. Straight fire. Daily on uh, your iHeartRadio app. You just want the, the big topic of the day. Uh, that's what J-Mac gives you. I'm just Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb show, by the way, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 3 Pacific on many of these same Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM stations. Um, Jason, we got a lot to get to, right? Baseball still taking place. Fernando Tatis still doing Fernando Tatis sorts of things. Uh, Lakers play tonight, try and even the series with the Trailblazers, but for the third conse- third consecutive day? Yeah, third consecutive. Nah, do we have upsets? No, we didn't have upsets the first day. Oh, favorites went 4-0, yeah. Yeah, so for the second consecutive day, down goes a a, a sizable favorite, not just in terms of, of, of point spread, but a favorite in terms, you know, people believe that the Clippers are a favorite to win an NBA title, and here they lose to the Dallas Mavericks after game one, very competitive, and Perzingis was ejected. They might be down. I know that's not the way it actually works in real life, right? <laughs> because you lost game two, you might have lost game one. It's not how it works. But could have been down two games to none. Um, I guess, is is that where you start with straight fire? Was that Do you start with the, is yeah. it time to panic if you're a Clipper fan? I, I You're right on the money, Doug, as usual. Um, you know, in the restart during those eight games, we saw the Bucks kind of hit and miss. You know, Giannis had that headbutt. 
Bledsoe had the COVID, and it just was. They didn't look like the Bucks who were dominant. You during good the with season. had the COVID? You don't go with had the Rona. Rona COVID either. Had the or, Rona. Yeah, yeah. Had the Rona. Coronavirus. Um, and then the Clippers also had some issues, right? Montrez Harold never played a game. Beverly in and out of the lineup. The chemistry was lacking. And Doug, the Lakers. Lakers had some issues with the shooting. And now we've seen all three of them already drop a playoff game. And Doug, I, I, I have no idea. There's no precedent for this. Like, do the Mavericks now have momentum heading into game three? Or is there no home court advantage? Like, what is the mood for the Lakers? Are they must win? I mean, I can't imagine the Bucks are in trouble, but I don't know. This is just so weird. You're going into like a quiet arena and there's no fans. Did you and- see Luca one time in the first half? It's just hot. He hits a three and he goes and looks to the non-bench sideline and like pounds his chest like you would do <laughs> if you were in a home game. Yeah. So it's almost you have to like play like there's a crowd even when there is no crowd. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I and, and we can get into this. There's a story. Um, Joe Varden, of course, covered LeBron in Cleveland. Wrote this story about how you know uh, how surprised he is that how affected by not having fans. LeBron is. And we could, but like, look, they're all. This is what they've created in Orlando. Is an environment that basically is what the NCAA tournament in its and its heart of hearts wants to be. Right? It wants to be a true neutral site environment, mm-hmm. and that's what you have. And so you just get the who's the better basketball team on that particular night. And I think I I think that's on some levels the most surprising thing. I did this on my show yesterday, where I'm like, you know, one of the maybe one of the myths of the NBA is how non-competitive we think first round series are. And the truth is they're a lot more competitive. Yeah. Right. This, this happens way more often than you think that the underdog steals a game and, and, and sometimes the favorites just survive. Um, but there's a bunch to get to. Let, let's, let's begin with Luca. Okay. Um, I, you know, Vlade, I think Luca is the reason Vladi Divac got fired. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't have an all-European front office have the most decorated and, uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a European prospect as much as he's a European player. Yeah. Right? Like, this wasn't a Nikolai Skidisvili Ooh, who was a bench player done. in Italy, and you're like, well, you know, as he matures. Like, I played against Darko before he was drafted. Uh, we played twice when I was in Israel. We played against twice. He was 17. And I would, I, I said, I, I thought it was a great pick. I thought he had great upside and potential, but it's just potential. Yeah. What, what people need to remember about Luca was Luca was arguably the best player in Europe, if not the best young player in Europe, won a European championship and he was the go-to guy. So it's not as much. So Luca got Vlade Divac fired, right? He's the Portland, not taking, I mean, uh, Phoenix, not taking him taking Deandre Ayton. Only a sign of exactly, and they had his national team coach as their head coach at the time. Unbelievable. It, un- unbelievable. Um, but how do you see Luca after now watching him two playoff games, and I think he's second all time in most points yeah. scored in his first two playoff games. Well, you know, I'm going on Colin Cowherd's show later today, and I have a theory already that when Giannis gets presented that supermax this summer, yeah, or this off season, you know, whenever it is, uh, we'll see what where the Bucks are, but. If I'm Giannis, I don't. Uh, the, uh, am I sticking around to play with Middleton and Bledsoe and these guys? Or I don't know. Dallas is going to have money. They have started to clear cap room for the summer of 2021. And if you're Luka Doncic and you are ascending to the point where I don't know, Doug, when I watch Luka, I feel like he makes everyone better. Tim Hardaway looks awesome. Seth Curry looks like a 
one of the best role players in the league. Right. I mean, if you're Luka Doncic, you put in a call to Giannis, yo, you want to come run with us? Well, that you think nobody sense. can stop the pick and roll with me and Porzingis now? I mean, Luka and Giannis, like, you're Luka, you're a foundational player in this league. The guy has one playoff win under his belt. But, Doug, I think it's undeniable. He is the best player on the court so far in this series. Ka- Kawhi has had some good numbers. Playoff Paul George shrinking in game two as he is wont to do. But I, I think it's easily Luka Doncic, the best player on the floor, just looks, he, he's in total control. And think about this. Clippers, Mavs, eight quarters in, with the exception of the first quarter of the game one, Porzingis and Luka had never played a playoff game. Dallas has controlled the series. Luka Doncic is the best player on the floor. I'm stunned at how amazing he is. And, oh, yeah, he's uh, 21 years old. Well, the, the, the two of them are not good defensively. Porzingis probably especially so. So it's... It's really hard to sit there and just go raw stats, raw data. Luca's yeah. better than Kawhi. Well, but but Doug, remember Kawhi. though, uh, this is an offensive league. Uh, Dallas had, I think, per 100 possessions, the greatest offense in NBA history. Uh, and I, I, the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George on the on the wings to stop a guy like Luca. I think it's an offensive regular season league. Oh, now, no, now fair. what's what's interesting about the bubble? Jason McIntyre, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. What's interesting about the bubble is. It used to be you get to the playoffs and the game was officiated completely differently in terms mm. of physicality, right? Like, whoa, what happened to the hand? Uh, that's really what affects Steph Curry, especially early in the NBA finals. Is, and, and during that time in the NBA playoffs, as teams have been so much more physical with them. And, you know, it starts to, the officiating starts to tighten up and he starts to get loose usually later in series. But but the the regular season, the postseason have been different now. Przingis getting ejected for what I felt like was nothing the other day. I understand it's a second technical foul, but why he got a technical foul, I don't really understand. Like, so part of what we have to understand is there's the possibility that you're right. They want this to be an offensive league. The league, the game is going to be super tightly officiated, and those and players that skew more to offense uh, will be as valuable in the postseason as they are in the regular season. However. Like you said, he's undeniably the best player on the floor. And I let's just take a breath. He's been incredible. Mm-hmm. He's he's really good. Yeah. I don't actually think, by the way, it works with Giannis. And I think there's a, a bigger discussion to have about Giannis. Ooh, and I, and you talk about Cowherd. I thought he actually, you know, sometimes he says stuff about basketball. I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> and But yesterday, I thought he was on fire in terms of a couple of points he made about the Lakers. And then a comparison he made with Giannis I want to get to. But... Um, I, I look at this thing and I think Luca is amazing. I agree. He's in complete control. He plays at his own pace. Um, and he's one of these guys where, you know, I think his style lasts a long time because he's so skilled, but also he's so big that even if he's already kind of a half step slow, yeah, right. Even if he becomes a step slow, like Paul Pierce, you can still get to where you want to get to. And and can completely control the game. He's been marvelous. How about this? Over under two and a half MVP awards for Luka Doncic in his career. He's twenty one. Uh, Giannis is about to win his second MVP. Larry Bird had won three in a row. Steve Nash won two. Curry won two. I'll give I'll give it two and a half for Luka. Over under. I I mean I'd take under. I mean mm. the idea you're going to win multiple MVP like. 
let's let's catch our breath. I mean, because if we go by simply by the bubble, Damian Lillard's the best point guard in the league. He's not, right? But he'd be, he'd be the best point guard in the league. I mean, we've seen him against Steph Curry in playoffs before, and Steph Curry's kicked his ass. I think so, Steph Curry's ten and zero against Damian Lillard. Right in now, playoffs. he's had many in in many aspects. He's had better teams, but it's not just ten and zero. Like he's Steph. When healthy, has played really well against against Lillard. Well, let's admit though, Dame has gotten better. No question. In the last two, well, that's yeah, the other problem. That's the other problem that we make, and this kind of we'll we'll get around to the Lakers. Is a lot of this we're doing on dated data, right? Whereas if I said, "Hey, I think Luca is better than LeBron," people are like, "No, what are you talking about? Like LeBron, like seventeen years? Like I'm not talking about Le- LeBron for the last seventeen years. I'm talking about LeBron James today and Luca today." Uh, you know, LeBron still does some things athletically that Luca cannot, but you know, Luca may Luca's close to the same passer and a far better scorer. I and mean, that's the thing that LeBron just doesn't seem to have the ability to do is get his own shot. Did you notice he doesn't have the lift? Of course not. He had He's his shot blocked twice well, by Whiteside. Again, at there's the rim. another thing that Colin actually picked out. I want to get to. Like he's not really a it's it's fascinating. All right, so we got a lot to get to. Uh let let me start though. Let me get back to the original question. And then we'll work work in this conversation. Are the Clippers in trouble? I think the Clippers are in trouble. I just saw a stat that the Mavericks have outscored the Clippers by 16 points with Porzingis on the floor. Now it's only it's only six quarters, and I know Pat Bev, the lead dog, and Chris Boussard loves to tell me, "Oh, the Clippers got these dogs on defense." I mean, the Mavs have shredded them now twice. Just absolutely tore that great defense apart over 120 points twice. So I just don't know how much I buy of this. They got the dogs and they love to play defense. Uh, Paul George can't stay in front of Luka. That's a problem. I mean, yeah, Dallas is one of the great three-point shooting teams in the league. They catch fire for in game three. I'm a little concerned. I would say, I think the better question, who are you more concerned about, the Clippers after two games or the Lakers after one? I would say the Lakers after one, but not the Lakers in terms of losing to Portland. I still think they're in good shape. I, I still think they're fine with Portland, you know, with especially with no home court disadvantage, yeah. whatever, to go to Portland. Are they going to miss 20, what is it, 26 three-pointers again? Now, they, I, I don't, we scoff, but KCP and Danny Green can't throw in the ocean, though. I, I mean, and... It's a little scary. <laughs> it's not just, not not just, you know, then, you know, you're, when you're, when they want to go defense at point guard... You know, you you bring in a guy who's can't is not a scorer. Caruso, baby, and, and Caruso. As much as I love Alex Caruso, what kept him out of the league consistently for a long time was his jump shot, and that gets exposed even more once you get to the postseason. Right at the right? risk, like, yeah. Like he's basically Avery Johnson, and what people forget, Avery, Avery Johnson was cut Johnson. three times, I think, by the Spurs. Yeah, good mid range shooter, but well, no. Couldn't... What he did was he developed a. My, I gotta get to my spots, <laughs> my spots. And like he had like five spots on the floor. They were all mid-range shots. And he, when he would enter the ball in the offense, like he would just get to his spots and he could make just enough of them so that all the other things that he could do, passing, defending, leading, were, were good. Now, the league has kind of evolved since then. Yeah, and Caruso, you know, Caruso tries to cut, but he just, he's, you know, it's really hard to have a point guard. A guy who, when, you, when you're on a team that doesn't have more than one shot creator when you're a really good passer and you're explosive but you can't score like that that's a that's a problem let me ask this but that's not their biggest problem right okay like their their issue they had uh, this is where i disagree with you in terms of it being an offensive league 
the, the Lakers were fine. They held Portland, even with Portland going on a late run there, to 100 points. Yeah, that's their lowest scoring win of the season, 100 right. points. And, but- and that's by design for the Lakers. Like, they want to control with their defense. That's how they're built because they, they don't have the, the offense. But, um, you know, when they have Hassan Whiteside in the game, no, LeBron I, can't can't finish. That's exactly what I want to get to, Doug, because I think that is one of the things Vogel's going to have to fix. I don't think you can play two bigs against Portland. That allows Nurkic and Whiteside to be in the game. I think Vogel's got to say, listen, no, Anthony Davis, I don't care that you refuse to play the five. Dude, we've got to get Morris out there who's a shooter. He doesn't refuse to play the well, five. Well, he complains he just, about it all the time. I don't I, I think I get start, it. Fine. The, you want to start? At the start of the year, he, he complains about it. Okay, well, guess it. what? It's playoff time, man. No, but at the start of the year, and then as the season went on, he actually embraced it and started to understand. The problem with Anthony Davis was, okay, we're playing you at the five to stretch you out, but that doesn't mean you're you're, you're Steph Curry now. Yeah. Like, dude, well, you <laughs> can't be just taking threes. Like, we need you to get in there and it, score. It and this has been an issue. Two for 15 outside of the restricted area. Well, two for 15! But why is he shooting all those I don't know. Shots. Why does he fade away on every shot? I think Vogel has to realize we can't play two bigs if we will go with Morris or Kuzma at the four. And now I dare you to play Hassan Whiteside and Nurkic because they they blocked a lot of LeBron shots at the rim. I mean, Whiteside surprised me. I was really shocked that he. I know he led the league in blocks, blah blah blah. But you know, this is a guy who can't shoot free throws for a lick. What does that have to do? With, he, he's a well, what does he's that a have minus. To do with him defending the he's rim. He's a minus offensive player. But, but the reason he the reason he exists in this world is what he did the other day. He all he has to do is defend the rim and roll to the basket and finish when he get, gets it. And the That's Lakers it. have to counter by saying, okay, guess what? We're See, not going to play two bigs. I actually, gonna... dis- I, dis- I actually think the two bigs, if you can get – the problem with Portland is they won't match up necessarily with two bigs, and now they got you all screwed up defensively, right? Yeah, because they, they, keep, they keep their big guys in the lane. The lane's crowded for LeBron. It was yes. really not a lot of room to operate. And they don't respect KCP. They don't respect Caruso. I think you got – I mean, I, I do believe, Doug, we will see more than five minutes of Deion Waiters. He played one minute in game one. Uh, we well, got to see some J.R. Smith. Uh, so, so I know he can't defend anybody, but he's well, a shooter. But he hasn't made any shots, right? Like, well, give him some shots. I, like, do you do you think they've been down there a month and a half? Do you think if they assess that J.R. Smith could make shots and could do it in the NBA game, that they would have given him a shot? Okay. Well, I mean, right. That, that's like that, that's the thing that is. And again, this is this is like the going on dated information. Like, if you want to go by four years ago, that's cool. He hadn't played in the league in two years. Okay? So to go from not playing in the league in two years to training with the team to playing in a regular season game where you look completely out of sorts to let's throw you in an NBA playoff game where, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to have to match up with either C.J. McCollum. They can try to hide him on. Where? I don't know. Gary Trent. Hug up Gary Trent. That's the, the, the problem. You can't. That you can't. I, this is what's changed about the NBA. You can't hide dudes. Well, you can't hide, dude, especially you know, you when know LeBron- you can't hide four for 21 for Danny you. Green and KCP. Like we've you. seen it for you. eight and games. You, they can't shoot. You, and if you make a but if you make a free throw, okay, if you make a free throw, if LeBron, if LeBron uh, attacks more when he gets the rim instead of being more passive, you're you're fine. Uh, listen, um, I'm optimistic. I, I am all in. Not quite the college education for my kids on the Lakers tonight, but I'm very confident that the Lakers will win. I, I, that, that I do Staples believe Center crowd is going to Yeah, be I do believe LeBron. You've seen the movie Troy with Brad Pitt. I have. You remember when they're on the boat about to storm the, the shores and Brad Pitt, as Achilles, just destroys everyone? He makes that speech. We are lions! It's epic. You go watch it on YouTube in 30 seconds. That. And I think LeBron, at some point today, will be like, guys, 
I don't go down 0-2. This is just not what I do. We are better than this team. They are the 27th rated defensive team in the league, and we scored 93 friggin' points. Buck up! Get it together! And the Lakers just smother. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Doug Gottlieb, Jason McIntyre in for Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, there's like yearly discussions, it feels like, in sports, right? For a long time, it was is Joe Flacco elite, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Or I guess is Eli elite, then it was is Joe Flacco elite. Uh, n- now it's th- for a while. I remember at the end of Brett Favre's run, will Brett Favre retire? No, he's not going to retire. He will retire. Then finally he kind of got retired and then he wanted to come back and he get, went to the New York jets and, and, and the rest by this is history in the NBA, in the NBA over the last, I think three years in the off season, or at least the last two years in the off season, there has been at least a discussion over the Philadelphia 76ers. Will they ever be able to, achieve the level of success that their their talent would tell you they should achieve. And by talent, I mean you have two of the elite, talented young players, and then Tobias Harris, who 
who they now have, who's like a, um, he's a, a a very talented scoring wing. I don't know. He's one of the top 30 players in the NBA. Is that, is that okay number? Uh, don't make me count. I don't think he is. You it's don't close. think Tobias Harris is in the top 30 know. players in the I, NBA? I, is he you, above Jamal Murray? No. No, I like Jamal Murray a lot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just seeing him no, on the I TV listen. right no, now. No, no, it's okay. I, I mean, it's know. like you say top 30, then you start to realize, right, there's 30 teams. Okay, he's there's a bunch of teams he's not the best player on, but is he? You know, he's abs- is he absolutely the best player? I don't I don't know. The um, problem with him is he he got a max deal and he ain't a max player. Right. That's that's the kind of classic that that's what happened for the, with the max contract for a long time, which is there should be different levels of the max, right? There should be the super super, which is what the super max is really, and he didn't get that. Yeah, but it's still a, a ton of money, and that's how you get guys to come join you. Right. Anyway. I guess the question, they, they get beat by the Celtics. Jason Tatum is one of the top 30 players in the NBA. Are you okay with that? 30? Yeah. I, I think he's a lot higher than that. I think there's okay, a case but he's that he still a top, top 10. <laughs> like, number uh, 10. Uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, like, we don't have, we we can do another rating seg- segment if you want. No, but, no. <laughs> but if you're a top 10, you're definitely in the top 30. Yeah, Tatum is a superstar, man. Star. I don't know, a superstar. He's a star. Right? Bud, fine. Budding superstar. I'll back off superstar. Buddings. I mean, he's unstoppable. And what really kills the Sixers is they could have drafted him, and they took Markel. <laughs> no, they could have drafted him. I mean, okay, but they traded draft oh, picks. Oh gosh! They're like, you know, no, no. You take the first pick. We'll take the third pick. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that's the amazing yeah. thing. And the process is done, Doug. It's over. Trust the process. It was fun. Well, it made a lot of sense. There's a lot to. Okay, so so okay. I well, well, let's work to the let's work to the question as to whether or not you break up the team in a second. I'm just going to say this about the 76ers, and this comes from here's my kind of there's my here's my real estate brain working. Okay, when you walk into houses nowadays, at least in my neighborhood, and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, you're almost better off when everything is original, right? From like the 1960s and 70s, you're like, oh boy, you almost because you're going to. That's what a lot of these teams do is they want to just start over. Let's just start over. Take, you know, knock out a couple walls, all brand new. Like, because if you're just going to throw on white paint and try and redo something, it, it ultimately its age will show. Okay. So somehow some of these houses you walk in and they had a kitchen that was redone 10 years ago. A bathroom is done five years ago. And they, you know, they just threw on, you know, some new style, new paint and redid the outside, the exterior. And so you have different visions. You have different eras, different things that are important, right? Like the the shiplap thing and the modern farmhouse thing is now seemingly kind of going out. You go back 10, 15 years ago and travertine was in, right? Like this, the different stones that you use. That's what the 76ers are. They started with the process, okay? They decided to keep their coach and keep these players, but then they've interjected different personnel every year. They're, you're kind of they're they're almost doing like line changes hockey style in terms of every year switching out guys trying to fix something where at the end of the day the layout of this house may just not work right you just may not be able to have Simmons and Embiid and I'm and I'm I'm wondering what you do if you're I put Jason McIntyre in charge of the Sixers what do you do oh that's that's a genius move Doug you know I thought you were a good coach but maybe you're a good GM um, I think you start with getting rid of Brett Brown it's pretty clear that uh, that ship has sailed he's done. But I also think you need to look at the GM, Elton Brand, who built this team, remember, gave Tobias Harris a max deal, brought in Al Horford and let Jimmy Butler walk. I mean, I think he went basically 0 for 3 on those, if you ask me. And 
I don't think you trade them yet, either Simmons or Embiid, but I certainly think, Doug, you have to say, hey, we need to interview coaches who have an idea of how on earth this this could work because this pairing doesn't seem like it can. And then I think the guy you look to move is Embiid and on, on straight fire today, actually, it's on iTunes and Spotify. We discussed three landing spots. Are you ready? Let me hit you with them. Okay. If you could get Joel Embiid to the Phoenix Suns to pair Embiid with Devin Booker, if you could get wait, Joel Embiid... Why, em- why would you do that? Well, you get Joel Embiid, who's a dynamic superstar. Um, he's a top 20 player okay, but, in the league. Okay, but wait. We don't know if De- what DeAndre Ayton will be. He's strictly a defense and rebound and a rim runner. And he's not a great shot per, uh, rim protector. Embiid's a better defender than he is. Joe Embiid's a better player. Yeah. No, there's, there's no question. Okay, well, you realize you could, you, you're going to have to send something back in yes, return. Yes. Well, if you like, that's are how it the works. Sixers. Like, when it's a trade, yeah. you go like, hey, we want Joel Embiid. The Suns, you're like, we want Joel Embiid. You take DeAndre and like, okay, well, what else are you okay. going to give us? Well, if you, if you are going to position Ben Simmons as the Draymond Green point guard version, and he's your big, and you want to build around him, you could use a little Kelly Oubre, who's a pretty—he's a pretty good wing player. He doesn't play a lot of defense, but he's okay. a scorer and a shooter. And you know, I like the um, the kid Mikel Bridges. He's a nice wing player. So now again, originally was drafted by Philly. You sent him back to Philly, where he played college. Yeah, basketball played college basketball. N- I mean, I want I want wings around Ben Simmons who can shoot. Richardson can shoot a little bit. They got Tobias Harris. They don't have enough. So I think Phoenix one opportunity. Someone. The other great idea from my producer at Straight Fire said, what if the Wizards said, we'll give you Bradley Beal, you give us Joel Embiid? Wait, why would the Wizards do that? Well, you know, uh, what, do you, what do you have with Bradley Beal? You just signed him to a massive long-term deal. They, they, All you've got is two guards and He's their and best player by a, by a mile. Right. The, the, the problem is the John Wall thing, where if John Wall comes back, is he healthy? They have a huge yeah. contract with Wall. You can't necessarily trade him. He can't shoot. I mean, it, John. They don't want it. Like if, yeah, that, I don't see that. Okay. One. Look, here's the here's my thing. I've always been a you. If you're going to trade, you trade Embiid because Embiid can't stay healthy. Agreed. And and whereas Simmons, the issues with Simmons at times were attitude. Would he become a shooter? Um, and and you know, do guys like playing with him? It feels almost the opposite now. I, like Ben Simmons can't stay healthy. He had the back issue that would have kept him out for the playoffs. And then he comes back, obviously, for the bubble. And now he's got the knee problem where his, his knee pops out. And that's going to keep him out of these playoffs. Ben Simmons can't stay healthy. And it's Joel Embiid who doesn't always show that that he's a, a great teammate, that guys want to play with him. Where's that he the can... work ethic for Embiid? He's always looking out of shape. Yeah, I mean, look, I this is... My my late father used to had this expression, and I don't think he invented. It. I think it's something that's an old basketball expression. Where he used to say, "There's always a reason." You know, I I played in the USBL, and in 2000 we played USBL Enid, Oklahoma, Jason. So town about the Oklahoma, yeah, home of uh, uh, Brent and Mark Price. That's where they went to high school. Okay. We actually played at Mark Price Arena, uh, and their their late father Denny was one of our assistants that year. Phillips University used to be there. Now it's. Uh, Northeastern Oklahoma, uh, I, I believe, is, is now one. They have a campus there. Anyway, so, um, and on the team, we had Willie Burton, ninth pick in the NBA draft. Minnesota Golden Gopher? Sure, he had 50 mm-hmm. points in the NBA game. We had Bubba Wells, who played for Austin Peay, led the country in scoring. Bonzi Wells? Bubba Wells. Bubba Wells. Look it up. Bubba Wells, he 
he actually had two, he broke his legs on stress oh. fractures in college. So he had like rods in his legs. Oh. So we had Bubba Wells. We had, um, uh, oh man, what's the name of the guy? Oh, I'm, I'm just blanking on his name. He, there was the famous story about Michael Jordan where he gave it to Jordan. Oh, LeBradford Smith. Ah, oh, yes. Louisville star. Okay. So yeah, so we had LeBradford Smith. Uh, we had, uh, we had probably six or seven dudes that played in the NBA and maybe a couple more who were also drafted in the NBA. And my dad, I never forget. He was like, I was like, dad, this team is, I, you would not believe how good these guys are. He's like, son, there's always a reason. Yeah, I go, what do you mean? Reason. There's always a reason. He's like, why are you there? I was like, well, cause I can't shoot. Right. That's why you're not in the league. You're in the USBL. Right. You know, and you know, some guys cannot maintain the proper weight. They don't have the self-discipline. Right, that's the fear with with Zion Williamson, where he spends a couple days outside the bubble and he comes back looking like he's 15 pounds heavier. <laughs> Here you got Joel Embiid, who's got a world of talent, but but uh, even if he's in better shape, he's still not in. You got to be in the best shape of your life. Can you imagine if Embiid were playing in the 90s? He would have been the perfect player. He, I mean, he's Olajuwon light. He's not going to win an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year, but in like the 80s and 90s, Embiid would be a top five guy in the league. I think he still should be the top five guy in the league because tough sell, man. Because he can really score at the block. Because he can, he's a good enough shooter. Uh, he, he's made himself in a pretty good shooter, and he can defend the rim, he, and he can defend ball screens. Like that guy should be. The problem is, why doesn't he put it together more often? It's not just Ben Simmons and the lack of space. It's not just Brett Brown. It's that kind of personal accountability of I'm not in the best shape, and his his the the thing I like best about Luca, to be totally honest with you, is. Every time they show him, he's smiling. Yeah, having fun. Right? Like, he's just out there hooping. Reminds me of myself in that way. <laughs> How about this one? Joel Embiid to the New York Knicks. New York has lacked star power forever. What he are they going to the send best... back in return? Well, you know, I'm looking at the roster. It's very bleak. But uh, if you could cobble together something like a R.J. Barrett, Kevin no, Knox, no. Julius Randle. No, why do I yeah, want those things? I don't know. I, I, listen, I'm just I'm gonna trying give to. Away, I'm going to give away the most talented big guy in the league. He may not be the best. He's the most talented big guy in the league. I'm going to give away the most talented big guy in the How league. How many, what, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different Isn't result. that what, I don't actually you know, think, by the way, that's one of... definition of insanity. Insanity sometimes is like, look at that dude. He's insane. That's yeah. that, right? Yes, he's obviously. not doing the same okay, thing. But he's it, he's uh, acting. It, just how many years are we going to trot out and beat in Simmons? No, I, I, I'm with result? you. I, I think that the Brett Brown thing is the first, the problem. Here's my disappointment in Brett Brown. I understand that the job he's doing now is not the job he's, he was brought in to do. I also know that he's working for completely different bosses. This is true. So that, so it's, it's really, it's very hard to be Brett Brown. Okay. And you're like, well, he's got great players. Okay, everybody's got great players. Talented. Let's just go with talented. He's got talented guys who've never won anything. And the roster keeps changing. And, you know, in order to play Al Horford, who everybody loves and everybody believes is a winner, that means you're you're shrinking the space and the floor. It, it, it dictates something that, that your team can look very odd in terms of how you look versus how everybody else is playing in the NBA. That said, my disappointment of Brett Brown is really simple. Ben, the whole reason he kept his job was he coached Ben Simmons' dad in mm. Australia. I can get, I can break through to Ben Simmons. I can fix Ben Simmons. I can make Ben Simmons everything that people believe he can be. And while I'm sure it's a lot harder than 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 it looks, the fact is that he's never used any of that equity, or it doesn't feel like he's used. 
Like, it just now, Ben Simmons is taking jump shots? No. <laughs> he should have been benching him anytime he turns down in a regular season, any time he turns down a jump shot. You know, their, their home record was obscene in the NBA. Their road record was abysmal. Why is that? Ro- the road exposes adversity, and those guys clearly don't handle adverse situations well. And I, I, I'm surprised he hasn't challenged Ben Simmons more and gotten more out of Ben Simmons. Some of that is on Ben Simmons, but some of that is on Brett Brown. And I agree with you. If you get the sweetheart deal, you probably do it. But I would guess, as is usually the case in the NBA, the first thing to go is the coaches before they start. Uh, yeah, before they Coach, start moving the players. Maybe the GM too, and then yeah, you're right. Um, I, I just it, it's disappointing that this won't work. The Markel Fultz one was what really stunk. Can you imagine this team? Tatum, Simmons, and Embiid. That's terrifying. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have had to have ta- Tobias Harris. Although we don't know if oh whoopty damn dude, we, we what would, do you need? Tobias no, it would have been Harris. better. You would add more more cap space. You know. Oh yeah. But yeah, but yeah. we also don't know if Jason Tatum would have developed the way he's de- like. We all believe that Jason Tatum would be exactly the same. Yeah. But there's a good chance that he wouldn't have developed. Oh, by the way, and one of the things that helped Jason Tatum was um, Kyrie went down. Yeah. Yep. And didn't play in their first playoff run, and so he had to shoot the Did ball. Did you a lot see more. the Tatum numbers? Go look at the Bucks Celtics series last year. Jason Tatum was terrible. Yeah. He averaged like twelve points for the series. Shot like thirteen percent from three. Mom was That's because of the Kyrie Irving. And also, playing with Kyrie Irving is is like bad for your health. Honestly, guy's not a good teammate. I don't want to go in on Kyrie Irving. It's too. You early. just did. You already did. Gee. Darn. Already, already, you Doug, you got to keep me from going. Jason McIntyre, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What up? Welcome in. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. With Jason McIntyre, I'm Doug Gottlieb. And uh, let's just kind of get uh, dive back in. We've been talking a lot of NBA hoop. We haven't gotten to the NFL and this uh, this story about the possibility of Bill Belichick platooning his quarterbacks, most oh. notably platooning. <laughs> Can, why, why are you laughing? Come on. Bill Belichick's going to go with the platoon? Uh, I would say, I, let's, like, listen, do I think some of this is putting themselves in a position to be successful against his former assistant, Brian Flores, where the, you don't know what's coming? Yeah. But do I think that there's a distinct possibility that one of the quarterbacks not named Cam Newton is the starter because Cam Newton is going to be slow to pick up a completely new style, completely new offense without any sort of preseason games, and they could put a package of plays in for him? Yeah, I think that's actually a possibility. Whether you want to call it platooning or how long it lasts, that that's up to you. But I, I don't think this is a year unlike any other to, to go with no preseason games, no preseason games. And, you know, you pick up a former MVP for roughly a million dollars a year. Like there's a lot of he's had what six guys opt out this year. But there's a lot of different things going on in New England. So. A guy who's they've they've tried every they've done everything like that that's what's interesting. I talked to Sean McVay last year this time. We used to my radio show, Doug Gottlieb show. We go to usually go to training camps, Rams, Raiders, uh, Rams, uh, Cowboys, and Oxnard usually, and then the Chargers, Rams, and the Chargers. As people know now, in Hard Knocks, well, usually they're like five miles apart. Uh, now they're obviously a city apart. But um, I I talked to Sean McVay and he's like. You know, the reason we lost in the Super Bowl, and this is again a year and a, a year ago, was they had an awesome game plan. And then when we had an injury or when they had an injury, they changed their game plan. By the time we adjusted to what they were doing, they were doing something else. Like they could be in a 4-3 and then all of a sudden they're in a 3-4. So I under, people scoff at the idea of having a, a platoon system at quarterback. But I would say, one, it's the Patriots. Two, it's 2020. Anything is possible. I, so the, oh, I would totally agree with what uh, you know you and McVeigh were saying. Like, Patriots are one of the best teams reinventing themselves with Belichick over the last two decades. They've gone from being a defense first team. Remember, then they went to the two tight ends with Gronk and that guy who we won't talk about. Uh, they you were can a say running... Aaron Hernandez. Okay, all right. Then we got the uh, they had the running game. Remember that was it? Corey Dillon. They had the they had, they had a really strong. They did ground. have Corey Dillon when they first the, the, the they had Ben Jarvis Green. Ben Ellis. Jarvis, yeah, they they would just they would pivot around. Brady was a game manager for crying out loud. Yes, and then you know get Randy Moss and Belichick is great at pivoting, but the one constant that didn't change was Tom Brady. And I I don't know. I just feel like Cam Newton walks in that room. He is a big six five commanding presence who has won an MVP award. He's very popular among the players. And, you know, not to knock Jared Siddham, he's just a, a guy who hasn't really done anything in the NFL. And, um, 
he's just not the kind of guy. You, you you love the analogy of like five guys are going out to hang out, and the alpha always has the key. He's like, oh, I'm driving. I'm running the show, and that's Cam Newton in that locker room. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing? You know, he's just a uh, okay, he's but a if, cool if, guy who I think gets it. Now, does he understand the Belichick system? That's another story. But I have a hard I, I time. Just, do you uh, remember? Do you remember when Belichick? Do you remember when Carson Palmer played first played for the Raiders? Do you remember the Carson Palmer thing? I think those were my post-college years. I was in a haze. No, 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 no. When did you uh, finish in college? Uh, I got out in like 2000. And 2000. Carson Palmer was what? With like the Raiders? 2000? That wasn't. No, no, no. It was no? much, much. Yeah. Well, I was still in a college fog five years after school. So Carson Palmer, for people who forgot, Carson Palmer um, was with the Bengals. He, he signed the biggest contract in the history of the sport. Oof. They were getting ready to play the, play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs at home. And Kimo Van Olhoffen rolled up on him, right? And tore his ACL. Oh, that's right. Right? So then he missed a year. He comes back. And then at the, 2010, at the end of the 2010 season, he had been promised a bunch of different things. that Hadn't been delivered. And he was like, I'm done. I, I retire. I will not play for Cincinnati anymore. So they call his bluff. And he, sure enough, sits. The Raiders have a desperate need for a quarterback. They trade for him mid-year. And without training camp, without really knowing the system, he comes in his first week, and then his second week as a starter, it's a disaster. He was terrible. And Carson Palmer is a borderline Hall of Fame caliber quarterback if you look at the success when he was healthy and the longevity of that success and, and, and what he did. He nearly he, won an MVP with the Arizona Cardinals. Right. He was so, the number look, one he's pick, a really good quarterback. But my, 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 I, I borderline, he'd be, there'd be a discussion there. He probably doesn't get it. It's a quick discussion. Okay. <laughs> um, but my point was, I, Cam Newton's not an idiot, right? He, and he, I'm sure, knows... You know what the worst thing in the world could be is if I'm coming off of shoulder where people think I can't throw a football, which is what people think that the throwing motion has changed. It doesn't hold up. I have multiple leg injuries. I'm in a new system and I go out there before I'm ready. Like you don't want, what is the point? Like it is a marathon, not a sprint. I need to be, I need to be the best version of myself. And and, I know. Yeah. By the way, they're, they're, they're kind of patching some of the offensive line issues as well. On that team, you know, if if you're not ready, you don't want to play until you are ready. No matter how much better you are than now, that may be giving Jared Stidham an opportunity that you don't want to give him. That may be giving Brian Hoyer an opportunity you don't want to give him. But I think that's actually a better court unless you have absolute grasp of everything you're doing. Shouldn't go out there. Shouldn't go out. I I here here's the here's the TV analogy, and a couple of my dear friends are. Uh, women that worked at ESPN. And when they would get hired, ESPN would do this thing to where they'd put them on SportsCenter for a week. Before they would put them on ESPN News, remember when ESPN News used to be, you know, have 24-hour shows and yeah. do SportsCenter or whatever. They would put them on like the big the big show, like 6 o'clock SportsCenter, 11 o'clock SportsCenter, though. maybe the, not the 1 a.m., that was always L.A., right? And they would all say the same thing. They would all say like, you know, it was really enticing when I signed, and I just wasn't ready for that. And then you establish kind of a reputation of who you are. And now all of a sudden you got to fix any of these issues. Now they're just throwing you in the deep end yeah. and seeing if you can swim to the side. Sink or swim, baby. And I don't think that's the bet for Cam Newton, 
who's trying to rehab his image among NFL teams, I don't think that's a smart course of action. I do. I'm a big sink or swim guy. Just throw them in there. Even if they're not ready, especially it applies to me. Doug, so... um I get I listen I'm with you the fake it till you make it thing like I've made a life out of that. I yeah. get I get I just think in the National Football League when you've proven yourself as an NBA MVP uh quarterback and been to a Super Bowl but then since then you know your your coach leaves takes your backup with him doesn't take you. Yeah. Okay? Your uh the the guys in Buffalo weren't interested in you. The, the L.A. Chargers needed a quarterback. They weren't interested in you. You go like, through teams, and there just wasn't a lot of interest. You take an NFL veterans minimum deal, and you're super— you got, you got to prove the league wrong, but the way to do so is not to do it until you're absolutely ready. Yeah, I, but how do you know when you're ready? How, you know when you've got a full grasp of the playbook? Like, yes. I mean, he, you could be waiting all season, and then, oh, yeah, guess what? The Patriots don't do well, and they're going to draft a guy, and thank you for your service, Cam Newton. Go on about your business, and then I don't know if he gets another starting job. No, but that's but the, again, this is what I'm saying, though, is I'm not saying you sit there and go, like, I don't want to play. But if you say, like, look, maybe I'm not ready to play the whole game, but give me a couple of series here. It's my own kind of personal preseason. And eventually, as I get a better grasp for the playbook, and you yeah. have a better grasp for me playing for you, that's the other part is, not only has he not played for them, you know, now he's yeah, they, they not, but they haven't coached him. They don't really know what he does, how he reacts in game situations, what the best thing is. And you only get that through time and experience yeah. and, and seeing some tape and then sitting down and going, all right, what can we what can we add this week? Have you looked at the skill position players he's gonna be working with? Well, they're not great. So Sony Michelle's out. They just signed um some some old running back. Why I mean, is Sony Michelle out? He's hurt again. Sony oh. Michelle can't stay healthy. And the receivers, Edelman, I think he's like 34. Nikhil Harry, who could not get on the same page with Brady last year. Mohamed Sanu, who's eh. Um, the tight end is someone named Devin Asayasi. Uh, like, this this skill position group is bottom eight in the NFL right now. I mean, maybe even bottom five. And you got Cam going in there. Like, I don't think it's, he's set up for success, to succeed in this offense. I mean, I don't think Stidham is either. I've long been disagreeing with this theory that, oh, Bill Belichick's tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I think that's nonsense. And then you look at the skill position players, you're like, what the hell have they been doing? I mean, Belichick's ego is so big. When Rob Gronkowski left, they decided, eh, we're not going to replace him. Top tight end in the league, fine. Top three, whatever you want. Well, how are you we're not even replacing They didn't even make a move on anybody. Wait, but how are you going to replace him? Find Explain. a really good tight end to bring in. They did nothing. But again, they just said, we're not going to throw like, tight ends this year. Like I, I would, I mean, personally, I would have gone after Greg Olson, you know, but yeah, also you have to, it does work two ways. Like Greg Olson has to be interested yeah, in you. To go there. Huh? He, he would have had to have wanted to go there. But right. I just think there's something to Belichick's ego and thinking, you know what? Any quarterback we throw into my system is going to succeed. Has he ever said that? Well, remember, Tom Brady would be in the room, in the quarterback room, and Belichick would undress him. Hey, I'll go get Johnny High School down at the local high school, and he'll he can throw this out pattern. That's called called coaching. That's that's how that's how they kept it so everybody gets treated the same. And so Belichick thinks that he can trot out this skill group and win football games. And I I don't don't know that anybody can. I don't think that's I, I I could be wrong, but one that's actually been proven to be accurate, right? Like Tom Brady Tom was Brady. Tom Brady was but Tom Brady was not great last year. 
correct? Um, yeah, he was not great. Okay, so he wasn't great. He might not even been all that good. It's just he's Tom Brady. And well, so the defense carried them a lot, right? Number correct. one defense in the league. Correct. They now did have they like win, four did defensive they win their starters. They were like what twelve or thirteen wins. Yeah, yeah. 12 but wins. the problem is with that defense. No, I got it. They were easy. Yes. I mean, now you don't have Dante like Hightower. Four, now you don't have. I think three or four starters on yes. the defense. Yeah. No, they're screwed. They're going to be bad. <laughs> they're screwed. But but my but your point is you're like okay you would be confident borderline arrogant too if you could in fact continually reinvent your team and continue to win your division and get to the playoffs right. I'd probably be as confident as Jason Tatum is right now with his offensive game. Jason like- McIntyre, <laughs> Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, let's 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 get to this. Speaking of the NBA, um, Clippers have lost one now. Lakers have lost their only playoff game. Bucks are one and one in in the playoffs. All right, so uh, or no, the Bucks no, lost zero oh, and one. Zero yeah. and one. Who are you most concerned for? Um, I I think the easy answer is Lakers. But to be honest, it. They've only played one game. They had a historically bad shooting night. I, I'm going to go with the. But they've the been Clippers. a bad shooting team the entire bubble the and entire frankly bubble most of the season. season. They also have either the greatest or second greatest player in NBA history, and I know he's not what he was, and he doesn't have the lift, and he's 35. He also nearly won the MVP award this year. He'll probably be runner up to Giannis. I trust LeBron over Paul George and definitely over Kawhi Leonard. I, you know. I'm I'm not one to give out gambling advice on a show that's not mine, but holy cow, Doug, I love the Lakers tonight. What's the number? Six and a half. Kind of big. Lakers sets, that's a lot. Listen, we are going to see a max effort defensively from the Lakers. We are going to see LeBron again try to get the guys involved early. Danny Green, KCP, there's going to be a quick hook for them. If they don't deliver, uh, we'll, we'll probably see Deion Waiters, Alex Caruso. You know, Doug, I got to say, one of the best points you've made in weeks, and you make good points often, was when you noted that Caruso pulled himself out of game one at a pivotal moment in the fourth quarter, tugging on his jersey to say, get me out. I'm sorry, Caruso. If LeBron sees that video, bro, you played 20 minutes, 25 minutes. You skipped your sister's wedding to stay in the bubble, and you're pulling yourself out of game one with five minutes left because you're tired of guarding Damian Lillard? And then Damian came down the next possession, dropped a three in his eye. Okay, and then Damian just took fire from there. And I know Lillard's a superstar right now, and Alex Caruso is a former Texas A&M guy who may have been undrafted or second round, whatever. Undrafted. But you can't do that. His dad played for my dad, Caruso's dad. I mean, listen, Caruso is a great story. His dad's the color color analyst for the A&M basketball. Look, look, I'll— Lakers tonight. Lock it up. Look, I I did note that he took himself out. I will— point out that in basketball generally you take yourself out you can put yourself back in took him a while to get back in i don't know if he i don't know the uh, nba clock schedule in terms of taking yourself out before the, but his big mistake wasn't taking yourself out it was twofold is one you can be tired but can't play tired right what that means is when you take yourself out if lillard gets the ball the next time off the court he kind of was a little bit lazy yeah. And died on the screen, and Lillard and hit a three. By the way, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard need to realize that Damian Lillard is shooting like 42% beyond 30 feet right now. I mean, I have friends who I guess hadn't watched as closely as to what Damian Lillard's done. They're like, he's, he's taking these shots? I'm like, have you guys been watching well, this Well, Caruso guy? did a great job on him he, uh, up until phenomenal. that moment. A co- he did a great job uh, on okay. CJ McCollum, too. So, and it was just like, they're making shots. No, I mean, that's that's the NBA. Is sometimes great defense doesn't matter. Yeah. Jason McIntyre, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan the Nanettes. Here's, here's how I would break it down. 
Um, I'm concerned that the Clippers, they seem to be trying to do the light switch thing, and I don't think they're that good. Like, I think they're really good, and they're deep, and they're solid, but they're not good enough to be doing what they're doing, which is kind of doing the, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Hold on, the stat of last night, 16 assists, 15 turnovers. It's all iso ball. Yeah. It's Paul George pounding the rock, Kawhi pound. There's no chemistry. Well, yeah. It just isn't there. No, I, I, I get it. I mean, um, their offense is clunky. It just is. So that that's my concern with the Clippers. My concern with the Lakers is LeBron does finally look a little bit his age. They they really miss Avery Bradley's shooting and, and his ability to guard. Just, you know, you're... When you, if you look at when LeBron's Miami Heat team lost the first year of the Dallas Mavericks, that's still oh, dude, we need a documentary. Okay, okay so but, on what happened? I st- I've asked several players on my Saturday radio show. I've had them on several players from uh, the Heat and the Mavs. What happened? People oh, well, are still like, I don't know, dude. That okay, was- well, so there's there's a couple things. They had terrible point guard play. Mike Bibby was over the hill. People forget Mike Bibby started the first five games, didn't play in game six. That's how bad he was. They just didn't play him. So had poor point guard play. And then um, Joel Anthony was the starting point guard, starting center for the Miami Heat. And if you remember, Tyson Chandler was the center for the Dallas Mavericks. True story. And LeBron struggled to get to the rim and finish at the rim. So he, he started settling for jump shots, much the way, I mean, which is he struggled to finish over Hassan Whiteside going back the other night. And what's their other struggle is their point guard play. There, there's some similarities there. But remember, LeBron in that series was 26 years old. He had arguably his worst playoff series ever well, in the just, finals. He, started, he averaged 17 a game. That's it. Yeah, that no, was just, I mean, it's bad. still inexplicable. How bad and it it just doesn't nah, something doesn't add up. I, listen, if you've ever had you've ever had fear of the moment, bro. You ever, this you is ever, LeBron James. He carried an awful Clippers team to the finals a few years prior to that. You mean a, a Cavs team? Cavs team. I'm sorry. Yes, but there's no there's not the pressure there, and he didn't play well once they got to the finals either. And He's like 22, like you also have to remember, like, like let's take into context. Okay, that was a year in which suddenly he wore the black hat. That was the year which, you know, because they said not one, not two, right. not three, not four, right? So he was viewed differently. It was the first time in his life he'd ever been viewed or talked about in any sort of negative light. Um, they also, if you remember, they won kind of game. Remember they won game one, then they made fun of Dirk Nowitzki for, for they thought, pretending to be sick. Um, remember, no, there was I, the, remember there was the video of them. Fake coughing like he was sick. Yeah. They tried to clown Dirk. There was a lot of stuff going on there. I think there there was a game two collapse, right? At the end, they gave up like 12 straight points and lost the game. Something obscene. Maybe it wasn't game two, but it it was was game two. Okay. And and you're right. They were in control. It just fell apart rapidly. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Anyway, um, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned with the Bucs in terms of like. Really? Yeah, I just I I don't see it with Giannis. I don't think he's where people think he is because I think people just look at stat lines and he's he's what Colin said yesterday was brilliant. Uh, in that he said, you know, it's like Lamar Jackson; you can't get behind his style. You can't get behind in the playoffs, and that's because he's missing the primary skill that you need to be great and to win, which is the same thing Lamar Jackson is missing. 
which is the ability, the Mar doesn't have the ability at least yet in the NFL to snap the ball, five wide receivers, and march down 80 yards with the pass and throw outside the numbers. He's not there yet. He has freakish talent, and he's in a system which is solely designed around that talent and skill. And so he dominated the NFL last year in the regular season. The postseason is a different animal. The same thing with, with Giannis. Giannis has freakish skill. The whole system is built around what he likes to do. Right? But he can't shoot. And the worst thing in the world is when he hits one early, then he thinks he can He's shoot. Jacking. Yeah, yeah. But well, he just three of seven just, in game one, but the four of nine free throws. Oof. He's just not a shooter yet. Yeah. And and that is the number one skill required. It's one of the things that held LeBron back is for a long time his, his confidence goes on and off with with his mid range jump shot. It just does. This is probably too incendiary, Doug, for the Dan Patrick show. But if I'm asking you, who would you rather build a franchise around right now, Giannis or Luka Doncic? What is your answer? Um, should we should we let that let well, that go during the we'll commercial break? Marinate. Yeah, I got I got Doug uh, really I shook. Would, this no, is not I an would, easy one. No, it actually is. I would take Luca. Okay, I would I'm, take I'm with you, and it's not a hot take. I don't. Based on I don't actually. The bubble. I don't actually think it's that close. Ooh. Now Giannis. That's a hot take. Giannis does really help you on defense, whereas Luca. Luca does not. Does does not, and so, um, but, but no matter how much Giannis works at shooting, he'll never be a natural shooter. Whereas Luca is a better passer, a better shooter, and has a big body, so he can make up for his lack of athleticism. Um, yeah, I would. That, that's mm. that. That would be. I would take. All I would right. take Luca. I'm with. I, you. I, would, I would take Luca. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let me ask Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 and Bleacher Report. Buke, uh, Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, they've all dropped one so far in the bubble. Who, If, if, if you were to cut open your brain and say, give me all honesty, who you're most concerned about, who would it be? It would still be the Lakers. I, um, look, the Clippers and, uh, and the energy and the, or the lack of energy that they played with, I just, uh, I'm, I'm astonished that they're still sleepwalking a little bit. I've seen them play much better defense than they did against, against Dallas. I think if the Clippers play their best, um, you know, as good as Doncic is, uh, as, as much improved as, as Porzingis is, uh, the Clippers simply have too much, but, I'm I'm beginning to question, do they have the leadership to bring that team together since we're working on a shorter timeline? But no, the the Lakers and what, what LeBron has to do in order for that team to beat the Blazers is just, it's a lot. There's a lot on his shoulders and there's a lot, there, there are unknowns. You're asking Anthony Davis to be a factor uh, in the playoffs, which with the right matchups, he has been, with the wrong matchups, he has not been. And uh, I, I, just, I just have way more questions about the Lakers and whether they can recapture what they were during the regular season than, than the Clippers or the Bucks. Rick, when you look at this Clippers issue of leadership, you know, yeah. you know I, I look at that huddle and I'm like, all right, they're, they're, the chips are 
Everything's falling away from them. They're struggling. They've been outplayed in almost every quarter against the Mavs. Who speaks up in that locker room as the leader? We know it's not Paul George. He followed Kawhi to the Clippers. He yeah. hasn't gotten out of the first round in six years. Can, can it be Patrick Beverly, a role player? Lou Williams is a veteran, and he, this guy's going to a strip club when he leaves the bubble. And Kawhi's not a talker. So who is that guy who's pounding the table? We know it's LeBron for the Lakers. Who is it for the Clippers? No, it's a great question. And I honestly, I don't know. I don't know who's going to speak up and, and get it done. Um, and we're going to find out whether, whether it's Pat Bev, whether it's, uh, you know, it's hard to see that it's, it's a, a Montrez Herald. Those guys have the personality to, to speak up, but I don't know if they have the, the status within that team. And that is, you know, I would think that while we don't think of Kawhi as a talker, in circumstances like that, it would be Kawhi who would have to who would have to speak and 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 pull guys together. I, but it's that's why I raised the question because we're at the at the point now where somebody needs to gather them and uh, and and we'll see who that is. Rick Buecher joining us, Fox Sports 1, and, of course, uh, Bleach Report, long time covering the NBA. Sound a little, little groggy there, like a little bubble wine hangover? What's, what's going on no, with no, you? No, 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 just a little, little froggy. Uh, as you know, we have California fires everywhere, and uh, and we're seeing some of it ah. uh, in our era ah. area, so... Right. Our our quality of air is not great right now. Okay, welcome welcome to welcome to Southern California. As you Northern Californians think, you guys always yeah. have it uh, have it better. We send our regards to everybody who's fighting those fires out there. I mean that that's sure. is, is terrible. Rick Buecher joining us. Um, okay, Buke, th- there's LeBron said there's there's some sort of something intricate in terms of what's off with their team chemistry. Okay, so mm. what what's what's the deal there? Is it? I mean, I know they're pissed at Avery Bradley. They they can never say so because somebody says family, and you're like, all right, whatever. But yeah. want, want, want to win a championship? I know they're mad there, but that couldn't be. It's got to be something. What what else is it that that makes this thing not not feel as as wholesome as it maybe it should be? <sighs> well, I, look, there are guys that you would expect to step up and be bigger factors than, um, than they are. And uh, they're also not going to call out Anthony Davis and playing a, a bigger role. But the fact of the matter is, he's the second most talented player on that team. And he's not, he's not stepping up, I think, the way that LeBron expected him to uh, and I'm going to date myself here, but I think of, of and this is going back a ways, but this just instantly came to mind. Elton Brand was very similar in that he was not a leader. He was a talented player, but he was, he was not a leader. But when he got together with Sam Cassell, he had his greatest success. I'd say Carmelo Anthony with Chauncey Billups and now with Damian Lillard. Like, certain guys may not be the fire starter, but once you start the fire – they will join in and they'll, they'll, they'll start throwing wood on it. And we are not seeing that from Anthony Davis. Now, I don't know if that's what LeBron is talking about, but that's what I see as a, as a crisis in confidence with this team, which is this guy's really talented. He's had a, 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 big, a, a big year in, in AD, and now we're at the most crucial time of the year. And I don't care what the numbers say. 
he is playing in a really passive way at a time where they need him to step up and be aggressive. I wonder, Rick, if LeBron can be like, yo, we brought you here because you're a primetime player. We don't, I, I mean, at some point, the Lakers have to get sick of this fading away on everything, this whole, I don't want to play center. I mean, it's this, it's the playoffs. Anthony Davis was two for 15 outside of the restricted area in game one. I mean, Rick, that's just absolutely not going to cut it. I mean, I'm on board saying this is one of these pound-the-table days for LeBron where he says, guys, <laughs> I don't fall behind 0-2. There's no room yeah. for error here. You know, you, everybody's on a short uh, leash. You know, we're going to see Deion Waiters here. We may see J.R. Smith. Alex Caruso pulling himself out of the game with five minutes left. This stuff is inexcusable. And, and yeah. I, I got to figure LeBron shows up tonight and the Lakers win. Would you agree? I look. I would think so, but uh, this has always been mystifying to me. I would have thought that LeBron James would have grabbed the game by the throat in the final minute or two in Game One and brought it home. And we're coming down, and we're just running plays, and we're not taking threes, which was essential. And we're getting switches, and he's got Damian Lillard on him. And what is he doing? What you wanted what, what is he what, exactly? What is he doing? I like, have, like, listen, I, 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 I understand the passing and getting everybody else involved uh, yeah. most of the game. Okay, and this has been the thing with LeBron for the entirety of his career, and at times in yeah. Cleveland, just out of necessity, he was, you know, especially late in his run in Cleveland, was like, "F it, I'll just do it myself." Right? But right. like, like you point out, they come out of a timeout, they're down five. And they run a simple ball screen because the idea is Damian Lillard doesn't play defense. He's too small for LeBron James. They get a switch, and he passes it to Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who drives in and shoots a a runner, a a layup that doesn't hit rim. Right? Like, that's on LeBron. Like, LeBron drives in there, and he's at the rim, and he kicks out to Alex Caruso, who can't shoot. He's right at the rim. Go finish, get fouled, make a free throw or two, you know, get an and one. Like, it, it, it was... It was almost reverting to passive LeBron, and yeah. that that was still a very winnable game. That, that's the thing. That game still should have, could have been won had he taken over, despite the fact his teammates let him down shooting the basketball. Yeah, well, and you know, in both cases, with AD and with, with LeBron, and I, Jason, I don't know if I can blame you for this, but I'd like to, but I don't know if I can, uh, is, is that people have anointed them as being certain things when they have not proven that. Like, everybody talks about AD. I, I still hear it right as of right now. They're talking about him being one of the top five players in the league. You can be a top five talent and not be a top five player. A top five player utilizes his talent. A top five, uh, playing in the clutch, delivering in the clutch, is, in my mind, part of what makes you top five. I, I don't care about talent. There's a ton of talented players that have come and gone. And AD has a wealth of talent, but he, has, uh, he hasn't applied it uh, to its fullest extent uh, in a lot of circumstances. And LeBron, being an intelligent, I always hear like his intelligence, his IQ, it's all this, and I'm like, if it doesn't apply, if you don't apply it in game situations, the, the making the right basketball play because you're swinging it to somebody who's open for a second, 
I'm not asking Alex Caruso to win me the game. I'm not asking Kyle Kuzma to win me the game. I'm not, I'm not asking Kyle Korver, as good of a shooter as he is, to, to hit a shot in the finals that's going to be semi-contested when you, LeBron, are, are six feet from the basket. That's not a good basketball play in NBA terms. And yet there are a ton of people out there who will, who will defend the decisions made by both of those players. And that's what I blame because I really believe that when people turn the heat up on, on LeBron going all the way back to Cleveland, the first iteration in Cleveland, when they turned the heat up and said, oh, but he's not a championship player, that's what forced him to go to Miami and learn how to be a championship player. And I feel as if collectively we don't do enough of that. And as a result, some of our biggest talents don't maximize who they are because we find ways to look at, and I'm, I'm hearing it with other players now on other teams, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, you know, he doesn't have a point guard who can get him the ball in, in, in the right situation. So I'm like, the dude's, the dude's not in shape. He's a, he's a monster in the first quarter. Uh, why is he a monster in the fourth quarter? It's not because he's not getting the ball. It's because he's too tired to get position. And he's not asking for the ball because he's fatigued. Yeah, I don't want to act like I'm killing the Lakers here. They did lead by six a couple times in the fourth. They were, I mean, we're talking about a tie game with like three minutes left. And like, listen, Anthony Davis, Rick, last time he had a playoff series, I think he swept Portland and Damian Lillard. Like, it was an impressive no, 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 show. No, no, no. See, see, here we go. Rajon Rondo and Drew Holiday were the, were, were the fire starters and the leader in that. And Anthony Davis had a matchup with Yusuf Nurkic. That he could that that he fully exploited. Yeah, I he don't, averaged like thirty one and thirteen let's not, in that but, series. But let's not say well, yeah okay. But the numbers look. This is this is how Tony Parker ends up being a Finals MVP in two thousand and seven over Tim Duncan because he was matched up with Booby Gibson and he put up huge numbers. Tim Duncan is and always will be the MVP of any game that he and Tony Parker played in. There wasn't a game where. Tim Duncan wasn't the guy that you game plan for and didn't have the, uh, the the bigger influence, but because people looked at numbers and said, "Oh wow, Tony Parker, boy, he lit it up," he ended up being Finals MVP. Yeah, I, it just, know, certainly, Miritich was very good in that series. He averaged uh, like eighteen a game, forty six percent on threes. But like, I'm not killing Anthony Davis. I just thought no, I, it no, was we, a we, disappointing we, we game. All, we, game we, one we all saw the we all saw the exact same thing. Let me get to the Bucks. Because um, I, I, I think one of the guys you're alluding to in terms of us making kind of excuses for is, is Giannis. Yep. And I, 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 just don't, I just don't think he can shoot. And I don't think you can win it all if your best player can't shoot. And he's the part of me likes the fact that he's going to keep taking him because yeah. so, at some point you got to guard him. But part of me is like, you almost like you're taking shot. It's the inopportune threes when you don't need to. And you know, I, there's just a difference in regular season and postseason basketball. Although the officiating hasn't been as lax as it usually is. It'll probably get more and more physical. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are now that we've seen the bucks lose a game. I feel as if, uh, I mean, everybody's put this emphasis that Giannis has to develop a three. And if he develops a three, a uh, watch out, it, it, you know, it's, it's over. And I'm thinking, I, I, I've got enough three-point shooters on that Milwaukee team. What I need him to develop 
his ability to score in the mid range from the free throw free throw line down. Right. So that we skip that, Rick. Rick, we skip that in our in in our, you know, they they want everybody to be the Brook Lopez, which you go from a back to the basket player to being a three point shooter. Yeah. Well, but but it's for me the function of Giannis as the best player on that team and the go to and the playmaker is I need him a step away from the rim. And if you're going to trap me or you're not going to let me get 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 to the rim, you're going to put that much emphasis on me. I'm just going to raise up. I'm going to hit that mid range. Or if you if if you're going to crowd me like that, then I've got somebody wide open on the on the perimeter who can hit a three and who's been hitting a three their entire career. Right. Uh, Giannis, you know, putting him out at the three point line and the emphasis on that is honestly it seems insane to me. Like. He's so dangerous near the basket. Like, why, why would we do that? It, it, or why would we put an emphasis? Or why would we think that if he can shoot a three, now suddenly that's the answer for what's going to make the Milwaukee Bucks unbeatable? To me, it's, it's playing in that pinch post, in that mid post, and drawing attention there, and that's going to allow him to either be lethal as a scorer or it's going to open everybody else up. And I, again, this is where the, the, the conversation about what teams have to do and as a result, what excuses we make for guys who aren't getting it done just seems so cockeyed to me at times. Luca or Giannis, you're starting an NBA team right now. Who do you want? Uh, as of right now, I'd have to go Doncic. Yeah. 3-0, and clean and, sweep, and, and, Doug. And, and he, it's not just that. It's that he, his skill set will last longer. And yeah. I think it have a bigger impact. If we would have asked well, this pre-bubble, Rick, I I wonder yeah. if it would have been three zero Giannis. Oh uh, well, MVP I, and defensive some, player of the year. Oh well, you know what? But I don't I, uh, the the whole MVP thing. I just uh, this, I, this to me, Buke. I'm I'm going to help you out here. I actually think, and look, I don't think neither of us have anything bad to say about the place we used to work. But I, yeah. I think the MVP discussion becoming such a big part of everything is yeah. merely a creation of ESPN to generate some sort of interest in regular season games that most people aren't actually interested in. I, I truly believe that. Like, I've, I've done this for a long time. It's only the last five or six years that people really, really seem to care about the MVP. It's never necessarily been the best player in the league. It's been, you know, who wins the championship, you know, and how do they yeah. play against the other great players. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's what. Uh, la, last thing, um, LeBron. There's there's some that are making explanation or excuses. Hey, it's so different without fans. Joe Varden, who covered him uh, in Cleveland's, like LeBron's really affected by not having fans. My point is okay, but so is everybody else. Yeah. Do do what are you what are you now that we've seen playoff bubble basketball? How is it different? Well, look, I think I, I think role players. Um, you know, the depth of your, of, of your team is, and the internal uh, enthusiasm of your team, uh, it, it, those things matter in a, much greater, in, a, in a much greater way. But we're seeing a lot of guys that normally uh, playing in hostile environment, playing under the pressure of the, of, of the playoffs in big games, uh, you either wouldn't look to them or, uh, or, or they, wouldn't, they wouldn't play the same way. They wouldn't play as freely as they have. And I think that's one of the things where you see where like Gary Trent jr. Okay. He's got the personality, but uh, it's all also like that entire team is, is okay with him taking, taking a three with the game, 
with the game on the line. Um, I, I don't know if that would be the same feeling if we were playing in Staples Center for e- for either one. So I see. I think we see. I think we see more of that. Um, again, I, I LeBron's explanation that the bubble is what's screwing over the Lakers. Uh, you're playing against a Portland team whose home court advantage, who's, who's the, the crowd and the and the atmosphere up there is better than Staples Center. Right. So, uh, and we had eight teams lose their first game, and there was only one that that talked about the bubble, and it's the team that supposedly has two of the top five players in the league, and both of those players talked about the bubble that they can't play, uh, you know, they can't play without fans. Right. I mean, what 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 is <laughs> You're asking me to explain something that hurts my head. I, I, I can't explain it. Like what, what is, what is, I mean, we could get into the psychology of LeBron and AD and everything else, but to me, they're just, they're, they're excuses and they're not very good ones. Awesome stuff. Buke. Enjoy the hoops. It'll be on all day. We'll discuss it and we'll read your work in Bleach Report. See you on Fox Sports One. Thanks for joining us. Sounds good. The one and only Rick Buka. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.